Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, you know. Oh, come out and have a little sit in the sun. One kitty cat had one puppy dog, but the puppy dog has since gone away. You can hear the guineas in the background making their normal nuisance of themselves, perhaps. (laughs) And I think that's about it. Supposed to get a little bit cooler weather today or tomorrow, and so we'll see how that goes out. It means we need to get the wood stove stocked up again. So we get going today. We're gonna talk about. Warren Harding, President Harding. Got a few different quotes to go through. We'll see how far we make it. Going to start with his inaugural address from 1921. And just read a couple lines out of it. Standing in this presence, mindful of the solemnity of the occasion, feeling the emotion, oh, I lost it, feeling the emotions, which no one may know until he senses the great weight of responsibility for himself, I must utter my belief in the divine inspiration of the Founding Fathers. Surely there must have been God's intent in the making of this new world republic. Ours is an organic law which had but one ambiguity, and we saw that affected or effaced in the baptism of sacrifice and blood, with union maintained, the nation supreme in its concord inspiring. We have seen the world rivet its hopeful gaze on the great truths on which the founders wrought. We have seen civil, human, and religious liberty verified and glorified. In the beginning, the old world scoffed at our experiment. Today, our foundations of political and social belief stand unshaken, a precious inheritance to ourselves, an inspiring example of freedom and civilization to all mankind. Let us express renewed and strengthened devotion and grateful reverence for the immortal beginning and utter our confidence in the supreme fulfillment. A lot of these words sound really high and mighty, folks. And the point to remember is that we can't have any of them without God. And you see that in Harding's even if it's just kind of offhand in his comment that 
Surely there must have been God's intent in the making of this new world republic and his belief in the divine inspiration of the founding fathers. You see that time and time again when we go through different quotes from the founding era or even later on. We talked about Hamilton recently and his comment that he didn't believe the Constitution would ever have succeeded if God hadn't been involved. And, and so again and again, we go back to our, our laws, Constitution. Another quote we used recently from President Truman talking about the fact that the basis for our laws and Constitution and Declaration was the Ten Commandments in the Bible, the teachings from the book of Isaiah and the book of Exodus and the writings of Matthew, Paul. And we've talked often about these times in our history where it seems impossible to think that there's any way we could have survived without God's hand being involved, whether you're talking about Washington's survival, whether you're talking about Midway and World War II and many instances in between the passing of the Constitution according to Hamilton, who's the ratifier of the Constitution. Walk over here real quick and see what this turkey is so upset about. She's making all this noise. Never know. You never know. So I put this one. And just because it's from his inaugural address, too, I felt it was so imperative today. And that was his sentence, I wish for an America no less alert and guarding against dangers from within than it is watchful against enemies from without. And I think we've, we've done exactly what he feared, and that is... We've been so worried about dangers from without, understandably so, for many years, decades, that we've failed to worry about the dangers from within our own citizens who despise and reject the divine inspiration of our founding fathers, as Harding said, and that God had his hand in the creation of this new world republic. And so now we find ourselves on the doorstep of the horrors of socialism and communism, not because of some enemy from without, but because of our own citizens within.
and it really goes back to a comment I don't I don't think I've made in a while here, but I have before, and that is at some point, folks, we have to come to the realization that even more than our or at least as much as, but I, I would argue even more than our national political or cultural leaders that are on the left, we have to come to the realization that there's no coexistence with our friends, neighbors, family, etc., that continue to stand for these godless evil values on the left. One side or the other is, is going to have to win out. And it's not going to be very peaceful. And, and that certainly is a danger within. This is kind of toward the end. This is the closing of his inaugural address. Service in the supreme is the supreme commitment of life. I would rejoice to acclaim the era of the golden rule and crown it with the autocracy of service. I pledge an administration wherein all the agencies of government are called to serve and ever promote an understanding of government purely as an expression of the popular will. One cannot stand in this presence and be unmindful of the tremendous responsibility. The world upheaval has added heavily to our tasks, but with the realization comes the surge of high resolve. And there is reassurance and belief in the God-given destiny of our republic. If I felt that there is to be sole responsibility in the executive for the America of tomorrow, I should shrink from the burden. But here are a hundred millions with common concern and shared responsibility answerable to God and country. The Republic summons them to their duty, and I invite cooperation. I accept my part with single-mindedness of purpose and humility of spirit, and implore the favor and guidance of God in his heaven. With these I am unafraid and confidently face the future got one more last sentence I'll end with. There's a couple things here, though. Uh, notice again that this responsibility, as we talk about so often, is to God and country. And it's in that order that you hear it so often. We have a responsibility to God and then to country. And, and we, we've talked about this pretty recently, I think, that the the idea if there were well we'll go back to William Blackstone who maybe we talked about briefly recently but you know the laws of nature and of nature's God and his commentary that meaning God the Father of Jesus Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit and his commentary that if there are any human laws that contradict these then we have no responsibility to follow them and, and actually have a responsibility not to suffer them to be enacted. And so God's will, and, and he makes this very clear, Blackstone does, which again, the reason he's important 
in regards to this podcast, at least in this country, is because our founders relied on him so heavily during that founding era. They they used him as a as a framework, right? So if we're going to look and kind of follow Jefferson's advice to hold to the original intent, then we've got to look at the people that they talked about in their commentaries and, and that intent. And that was, there can't be any human laws. We can't allow any human laws to be made that contradict God. And yet that's exactly what we've done. And so this, this seemingly innocuous perhaps comment in Harding's inaugural address where he puts God first, right? Responsibility answerable to God and country. So we, we have this, this responsibility and we have to answer to God for what we do and then to our country, to the future generations for what we do. Uh, he talks about the golden rule earlier, right? Love your neighbor as you would, or do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? Again, from the teachings of Jesus Christ. This idea of service, again, very strong in the New Testament, this basis. And then again, he implores the favor and guidance of God in his heaven. And, and we do this often, I feel like, kind of without really thinking about it. We, we seek God's favor. We seek God's guidance. But we don't, really, we don't really study God's word. We don't pray individually or as a nation. We don't make sure that he's part of our lives privately and publicly. We certainly don't do it publicly and haven't for decades because of the just outright lie of separation of church and state that we've allowed. But you see so many instances, this list that we go back to of really core values of the left, right? You talk about rejection of God just in general and abortion, the taking away of life, which is guaranteed in the declaration, but we've allowed it 64 million, right? You talk about the feminist movement, which tries to dismantle the family and roles for men and women that are God-given. We talk about the LGBTQ alphabet soup lifestyles that reject God's design for both marriage and sex and try and redefine that to the point where we can't even, we can't even define what a woman is today. And therefore, we can't define what a man is because there's only two genders. And so if you can't define one, then by default, logically, you can't define the other. And so we don't even know who we are anymore because we have rejected God. And then you bring illegal immigration in, you bring socialism and communism, you, you bring the outright bigotry of critical race theory and identity politics, and all of these things go against God and his teachings and the foundation of our nation, which is not systemically inherently racist or sexist or bigoted or oppressive, but systemically, institutionally, is all men are created equal by God with inalienable rights from God. Harding talks about this somewhere else as I was doing research for this podcast. 
I stumbled across him talking about uh, the need to treat all Americans the same and not separate into groups and classes, etc. Uh, and I'll see if I can go back and find that. It was a pretty good little little paragraph. But I'm going to end. I think I'm going to end. Yeah, I'm going to end with this last sentence, the very ending of his inaugural address. I have taken the solemn oath of office on that passage of Holy Writ, the Bible, wherein it is asked, What doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God? This I plight to God and country. Puppy dog just ran through where the guineas are, and they're not real happy about it. Then they're letting everybody know. Never fail. So we're going to walk home, too, so it's probably going to get pretty fast for a minute. And then hopefully it will come back down. They're in the woods, scratching and pecking and looking for things, and we disturb their repast. But this last line, folks, is so, so important, just in general, right? Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. That sums up so much of it. And and we've got to get back to that and get back to the teachings of Christ and the Bible and the foundation and the, the truth, the fact that our country was divinely inspired by God that his hand has been here because we've looked to him for guidance. We've thanked him for his blessings and his favor and we, we've asked, begged for his hand in guiding us. And, and that's what we've got to give. But nothing else is going to solve it. Nothing else. Individually, your own life, your marriage, your children, right? And, and just because you do it individually doesn't mean that everybody else is going to fall in, right? Just like if, if we can manage to get back to it as a nation, that doesn't mean that all the other nations in the world are going to just fall in line. There's going to be conflict, but as long as we stick to God, we can trust that his hand is guiding us and trust where he's leading us because he has an eternal point of view and not just a limited point of view like we do. I'll leave you with that, folks. We might come back to... Harding one more time. We'll just see a couple other pretty good quotes. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.